Well, hello and welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. A what, you say? Yes, a podcast. With who? Who are you again? Million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am your uh, ministry firebrand iconoclast provocateur, and as I've been told, resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. And uh, it has been a while. It's actually been a year that I've taken off from this. And if you've been following any of our other social media or our vlogs, you know that I was dealing with a little bit of a health issue that I've been healing up from, and I'm actually doing really well these days. And couple that with God has been super blessing me with business and work to do and can't be turning that down. You know what I'm saying? But I have so many of you that have been asking, when are we doing a new podcast? When's the new one coming out? You've been faithfully asking for a year. And the answer is we're doing it right now. I am very, very excited to welcome to the show a uh, a gentleman that I have promised to be the next guest on the show for that over a year period. And he has patiently been waiting and he has graciously agreed to be on the show today. And we're very excited. Joining us by way of the Great White North, a.k.a. Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba area. His website is jesusheals.ca. He's been a businessman, something of a pastor, evangelist, running house groups, mentorships, and has been in combination with the Royal Family International and Pete Cabrera, if you're familiar with that group. And he is uh, soon to be missionary. And he's going to be joining us on the phone today. Kevin Penner. Kevin, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my friend? Uh, so good. Thank you so much for uh, for having me today. I'm so excited about being on the, the first show after a year of uh, hiatus. I know, and this is going to be a big show because everybody's going to be checking in to see what we're up to. And uh, this, so let's get, let's get the word out, man. So you have some testimonies. You have some good stuff happening. And... Um, Let's hear a big testament. We always start the show with something big, something that will maybe flip people out a little bit. What can you share? <laughs> well, I've got I've got a lot of things that I could share. I was I was thinking, uh, you know what? Right in the beginning, when this whole thing happened, and this whole this whole uh, what we're going to be sharing today has been very fresh for me. It's only been uh, going on for about a year and a half, uh, even though I've been a Christian for like thirty seven years. Uh, but about about a year and a half ago, when I first found out about somebody, probably the, a number of the uh, listeners are familiar with, his name is Curry Blake. And uh, I found Curry's name from Pete Cabrera through a, a video that Pete put out. And so I found Pete on YouTube, and then within a day or two, I found Curry Blake. And uh, I watched Curry Blake's video. He's got a series uh, of uh, 17 hours on YouTube that you can just watch. And uh, I was watching uh, these videos, and I was about four hours into these 17-hour videos, and uh, my aunt uh, came to our house while I was watching these videos, and I was just sharing with her. She's a brand-new Christian, and I was just sharing with her about the videos that I'd seen with Pete, which I'd never seen anything like that before. And, And I was sharing with her that I'm listening to this guy on YouTube, and he's telling me that I can pray for the sick and expect... Uh, instant miracles. And I was like, I was just so excited. And I was just sharing with her and she said, well, if that's the truth, uh, then I want you to pray for this. And she, she pulled up her uh, pant leg and, uh, and there was this huge growth right on the top of her foot, right where the ankle and, uh, and the foot meet. 
And she said, uh, I want you to pray for that. And my heart went into like uh, overdrive. It was like, holy cow, <laughs> what did I do? What did I say? And uh, I said, but I, I, one of the things Curry said, you know, just be confident in God. Don't be confident in yourself, but be confident in God. And so I brought her over. Uh, she was at our house, and I, I said, sit down at my couch. And, uh, and, uh, and she, just, she was going to close her eyes and pray. And I said, don't, don't do that. I said, one of the things I know is that if you've got a visible uh, problem on your body when you pray, I want you to look at it. I want you to be able to see this thing while I pray. Again, I was just, I was just talking big. And the inside of me, I was like, ah. <laughs> and, uh, and my mother-in-law was there as well. And I called her over and I said, we're going to pray for your sister. And uh, I want you to, I want you to look at this thing that I pray. And I was just, I was just jumping off a cliff with this thing. I'd never seen anything before. I had, I'd never, uh, in all my years, I'd never seen a miracle. And, uh, and so, and I, and my mother-in-law is not a Christian. And so at least at that time. And so uh, we sat down, the, both of them sat down on the couch. Uh, my aunt put her, uh, her foot on the coffee table. And I had them both staring at this thing. Actually, my mother-in-law was about six feet away, and I brought her in. I said, no, that's way too far away. You're going to miss it. And so I just went crazy. I brought her in about a foot and a half away from this ankle, and uh, I just put my finger on it. And Terry said to, like, keep the prayer short. So I put my finger on this, on this growth, and I just said, in Jesus' name, be healed. And right in front of the three of us, as we watched, it instantly vanished. Uh, right before our eyes, and we were absolutely shocked. I mean, we were just shocked. Wow. And uh, what was your first thought when you saw that happen? <laughs> a lot of joy and a lot of surprise. And uh, and, and my, I mean, my my mother in law was shocked. Uh, my my aunt was shocked. And since then, uh, uh, there's been a number of my my. Uh, uh, wife's relatives, which is which is where my mother-in-law and my aunt uh, on that side, they've seen a number of miracles, and my my mother-in-law has uh, fully given her life to Jesus now. So that was amazing. That was a that was a great start to the last year and a half. And just so I'm clear, that was the absolute first healing that not only you ministered but you've witnessed in person, right? That's the first. That was the first uh, miracle that I ever saw with my own eyes. Actually, vanished. I had had one experience about a year earlier. I went to an Andrew Womack conference. And, uh, after that men's conference, I had an extra two days, I think in Colorado. And so, uh, I actually went out on the streets, even though I'd never seen it, nobody had ever taught me. And I actually pray, ended up praying for this, this Buddhist guy that had a, uh, it was missing the cartilage in his knee for like the last 12 years. And I put my finger on it. I asked him if I could pray for it, I put my finger on it. He was instantly healed as well. And I was, I was in tears. I was, I was literally shaking and in tears. So I had, I, I had an experience one year earlier, and then since then I hadn't had anything, and I didn't know why I had triggered that either. Uh, but this this experience in my house was where I could physically see uh, a hard. It was a hard growth. It was a, a, a calcium growth or something underneath her uh, skin from from damaging her bone years ago, and had had grown into this large lump, and that just so that was the first time I saw visibly saw a miracle just vanish. Oh, very cool. And uh, now um, we're going to be taking an actual break in about uh, two, three minutes. And before we end this first segment, you had alluded to the fact that when you were at the Kingdom Awareness meeting with uh, Pete Cabrera and that group at Royal Family, uh, you witnessed a healing there as well. What can you share about that? 
I did actually. Uh, there was uh, there was I was at at Pete's uh, Kingdom Awakening about six months ago, and uh, in the evenings I just went out on the streets and uh, just seeing if I can find some find some people uh, that we could pray for. And there was a gentleman there that had a lame uh, hand, and and his hand was completely unusable. And uh, and so I'd like to I'd like to after the break I'd like to share a little bit about what happened and what I learned from. Uh, praying for for a person that I saw with a very visible uh, issue. He, he definitely his hand was working. His hand was all scarred up. It was cut up, and it definitely didn't work. It was it was very broken. It had been very broken for a long time. Well, we have some time before we break, so uh, go ahead and share the story. Okay. Uh, so what happened is I went across the uh, I went across to the gas station across from the hotel where I was staying. It was about midnight, and uh, what I often do. Uh, in the last year and a half, I've actually been going up the streets. Ever since I saw that miracle uh, with my aunt, I've actually been going up the streets and just looking for people to pray for. And I was at this gas station, and what I often do to, to get people's attention is I carry uh, uh, just a Kleenex or a napkin. In, the, in my early days, I was actually carrying around toilet paper, <laughs> and I would actually bring up these tissue papers or toilet papers, and I'd wave them around at strangers, and I'd say, hey, you, want to get, you guys want to see something cool? And that would be my like my icebreaker. I know it sounds strange, but but it worked. And uh, and and I still do that sometimes. And so, anyways, these guys uh, are at this gas station. There's three guys and three girls who get out of the car. And as soon as I see them uh, get out of the car, I wave this uh, uh, Kleenex at them, and I say, "Hey, you guys, want to see something cool?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they're expecting like David Blaine or whatever. And I said, "Who here is a is a a, a serious problem with their body or a lot of pain?" And uh, three, actually, out of the six young people, I was shocked to see that three of them had serious injuries. And uh, and one of them in particular, the one I want to talk about, is a gentleman that uh, was in some kind of accident, and his hand was completely shredded, like torn up. And uh, it must have been cut into like, I don't know, 30 pieces or something. It was, it was obviously some serious issue that he'd had, and there were scars, deep scars. They were all healed, so it wasn't a recent accident, but they were all healed. Uh, but he showed, when I said, what, what can't you do? Uh, he, he, he said, my hand doesn't work. And I said, well, like, show me what doesn't work. And he tried to close it. He said, this is as much as I can close it. And he could maybe move it like in the top of his fingers. He could maybe move like a half an inch, maybe a quarter to a half an inch, but he couldn't, he couldn't close his hand or anything like that. He didn't have, uh, you know, I would say about 95% loss of use of his hand. And so I just said, uh, and often I actually don't tell people that on the streets, I don't tell them about Jesus. I don't tell them anything until they get their miracle uh, because I've had some experiences where I tell people first about Jesus and then they won't let me pray for them. And so actually often I, I uh, pray for them first to get their miracle and then I'll ask them some questions. So anyways, with this guy, I didn't tell him anything. I just said, okay. And I asked the group, there was five of his friends watching. I said, you guys all know that this guy has a hand that, that doesn't work and it's been like this for a long time. And they all nodded their head and said, yeah, they knew that this guy had a, a lame hand. And so I put my hand on it and I just said, I just said, uh, be healed. And I said, check your hand. And uh, he went to try to close it and there was no change. You could tell there was, there was no change at all in his function. And so I, I just said, hey, you know what? Sometimes it, uh, it takes more than once. I said, let me, let me do it again. And I put my hand on his, and I just said, be healed. And I said, check it. 
and uh, he tries closing it again, and uh, uh, no change, absolutely no change. And okay, I'm, at, I'm thinking, okay, Jesus, <laughs> I know you want to heal this guy. I, I don't know what's, uh, I don't know what I need to do. I know you want to heal him, so I'm trying to listen uh, to what the Spirit of God is saying, and. Uh, and so I just had this thought come to me, and I just looked at the guy, and I said, I'm a Christian. I said, does that offend you? And uh, he said, no, that doesn't offend me. And he said, and then I said to him, uh, do you mind if I, I pray for your hand? And he, and he looked at me very, very seriously. He's a young guy, like 23, 24 years old. He looked at me seriously, and he looked right in my eyes, I remember. And he said, dude, he said, do whatever you need to do. I really want my hand back. And he was serious. I mean, he was, he really didn't want for the next 67 years to have this lame hand. And I said, okay. I said, I'm going to pray for your hand now. And so I just put my hand on his and I said, in Jesus name, be healed. I said, check it. And he, he went to close his hand and his hand closed completely. It, it 100% went into a fist. And then his, and then he opened his hand, and then he tried to close it again. It, it went back to its old state. And as soon as I saw it go back to its old state, I put my hand on it again, and I said, "Be healed in Jesus' name." And I said, "Check it." And at that point, he had a hundred percent use of his hand, and everything, uh, everything worked perfectly. And and all his five friends saw uh, that hand come back to life as well. Oh, how cool is that, man? Wow, 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 wow. Well, we are up against our first break. Actually, we're going to step out for just a second, and we'll be right back here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Again, we're talking with Kevin Penner from JesusHeals.ca up in Winnipeg, Canada. So we'll be back right after this. Keep it locked here. Hey, guys, Million here with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heal the Sick podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Make sure you visit our website at DominionFire.com, our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash DominionFire, you can find me on Twitter at Healing Minister. And also make sure to visit, thumbs up, and subscribe to our vlog at youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church, the D Fire vlog. Thanks for checking out this episode. And now, back to our guest. And welcome back here to the Heal the Sick Podcast. Million here with you again, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Just want to invite you to make sure you check out the website, which is dominionfire.com. And me being the just ever-changing kind of perfectionist about websites, I'm probably redesigning it again, so sorry about that. But make sure you check it out because all the information is there, as well as all the podcasts and our social media. And make sure you check out the vlog, which is something I'm trying to try to focus on more for 2016 which is at youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church, the D-Fire vlog. So uh, fun stuff up there, just showing you a daily slice of life in uh, just ministry and uh, just sharing just some thoughts and lessons and trying to make it as as uh, as possible for you as I can. Because a lot of times you get into this stuff and you hear all these amazing stories and testimonies and you think, man, I'm, I'm just not that good. I can't do this and blah, blah, blah. And the, the fact is, is that it's supposed to be everyday life. It's supposed to be your lifestyle. It's just supposed to be part of who you are. And there's nothing that's out of your reach or impossible. And uh, as we're hearing today with our guest, Kevin Penner, he's telling us about on his first shot, he saw an amazing miracle that many people think you have to be full of all kind of prayed up, super power kind of thing. And right on the first shot, it happened for him. And then the testimony we just heard. So wonderful story. And uh, 
Kevin, tell us about yourself, kind of your journey, your walk, how you got into all this, and uh, just give us a rundown on you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I grew up. I uh, grew up in a very conservative, uh, uh, you know, religious background, and uh, and uh, some of the re- some of the listeners might uh, recognize the word Mennonite when I say it, but that was my background, Mennonite. And uh, just a wonderful people group, wonderful uh, cultural group, the whole bit. Um, but there's some things that, you know, and I think they may have even been preaching some amazing things from the pulpit. I actually have no doubt, but I just didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't catch on. Uh, and, and being a Christian for me was very much, uh, uh, sin consciousness, very much, um, you know, you do something, you're in trouble. You're constantly kind of aware of God keeping it track and and you're trying to live this holy life and and that was uh that was a struggle for me for uh, all the way into uh my adult life and uh and just until a few years ago when i actually i had an encounter uh with with god when i came to the end of myself and so that happened uh three years in june 2012 and uh what happened was i recognized <clears throat> that uh from reading the bible and specifically reading acts that my life looked absolutely nothing uh, like what I was reading in Acts. It was absolutely devoid of, uh, of anything. I felt like, you know, I had an okay, I had an okay, uh, uh, I had a, a reasonable family life and a good marriage and then I had a business and the whole bit, but I didn't see the kind of vibrant life uh, that I was reading, but I certainly didn't have the kind of faith where, uh, you know, these, these Christians I read about in the early church, they were willing to like get martyred and stuff. And there was like, what do I have that I'm willing to get martyred for? I don't, I don't have any, I don't have that kind of, uh, life. I don't have that relationship with God. I don't even, I don't even understand how people could do that. And, uh, and so anyways, I remember three years ago, uh, just recognizing that in my life and recognizing there's something deeply wrong. If, if, uh, God existed, which I believe he did, um, what was I missing? And so I remember uh, basically getting down on my knees and, and uh, just calling it to God and just telling him I'm blind. I know I'm blind. I'm, I'm broken. And I'm so blind. I said, I don't even know where to turn. I don't even trust reading the Bible. I don't trust anything. God, I just give you uh, full control to just absolutely just step into my life. I need you. And uh, it wasn't long after that I prayed that prayer uh, that I was invited on a, a missions trip to uh, Cuba. And, uh, and, you know, I, I was involved in stuff in church. I loved doing missions. And even though I wasn't seeing or experiencing, you know, when I saw an ax, I still did my church thing or whatever. And, uh, and while I was in, uh, in Cuba, I was actually asked to speak in front of large groups of people, which I wasn't aware of before, <laughs> before I was uh, asked to go on this trip. And all of a sudden I was, put in the spotlight and put in front of hundreds of people every, uh, during the day and at night. And, uh, I, I just absolutely, as I examined myself and what I was going to share with these people, I again, just realized the, the absolute brokenness in my life, the absolute, uh, lack of, of, uh, just the kind of stuff that I, I saw in acts and uh, I wasn't experiencing. So I actually shared, I was there for seven days. I shared with the poor people in Cuba. I actually shared with them my brokenness. And I said, I, I'm sorry. I've been invited on this mission trip and now I've been asked to share. And I just, the only thing I can share is that I'm lost. 
I became a Christian when I'm eight, but I, I'm absolutely lost. I'm not experiencing the life. I don't know anything about joy. I don't know anything about peace. I don't know anything about anything. I am, I am, I am desperately lost. And uh, I just shared that with groups in front of large groups of people. I, I just shared that broken testimony uh, for five, five days. And uh, on day, f- uh, well, four, four days, on day five, um, it was going to be a busy day. And I remember I was, we were renting this uh, bed and breakfast in, in Cuba. And uh, I was just, I was just broken. I was just, I was just really realizing again my bankruptcy. And uh, I woke up on the fifth day. I woke up at about six in the morning. I knew how to be out by seven uh, doing all this stuff. And I woke up at six in the morning. And, and I woke up and I reached for my Bible because I was just desperate for God. I was just calling out to God and uh, praying all the time and everything. Anyways, I was reaching for my Bible at six in the morning in my bed. And while I was wide awake, uh, I just found out what this is called. I actually had an open vision. And uh, Jesus uh, gave me uh, three pictures. I saw them like a huge, you know, 200-inch TV screen in, in my bed and breakfast. And he just showed me three pictures and explained these pictures to me. And basically explained uh, the gospel to me in very, very simple terms, extremely simple terms. Uh, and uh, he explained my position. Uh, he just showed me actually that I was both a Pharisee and I was also a, uh, a used-up prostitute. I was absolutely, uh, I was trying to get access to him with good works, but he also showed me that I felt I had done so many shameful and, and broken things that I was disqualified from a relationship with God. And he just showed me that Jesus made a way for me. He showed me that I was 100% made pure. And at the end of those three pictures, he showed me, and actually a hand, and I can't explain it, but a hand came out of, I don't know, the fifth dimension. I'm not sure what I should say. It came out of the fifth dimension. Actually, uh, this hand touched my chest, but the hand didn't stop my, at this chest. My hand, This hand actually went through my chest and into my, into my uh, it touched my heart. And when that hand touched my heart, I uh, had an instant uh, agape love experience, and uh, I, I literally screamed at the top of my lungs, and it was a scream of freedom. It was a scream of being loved uh, unconditionally, and that, that changed everything. That particular experience with God, which, of course, I'd never had anything like that happen before or since, uh, that just changed everything. I saw God as a loving God. I saw God for uh, the God that, that he was, which is... A uh, God that absolutely loves His children and has made a way for us to to live with Him in a relationship forever. So after you have gone through all this, and then you talked the about the testimonies in the last segment, um, where does that leave you at today in all of this? Because obviously your faith has grown since then; you've grown in some power since then. Um, where are you at now, and what are you hopeful for, maybe for the future? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I take a, I, I, you know, I'm involved in a few things. I, I was in business uh, for for most of my life. The last two years, I've taken uh, off of business uh, just on purpose so that I can actually just spend more time growing in this. And so, uh, you know, currently, I take a lot of groups out on the streets, and um, uh, just I love mentoring people. So I've taken I'm sure, I, I, I haven't been counting, but I'm sure I've taken well over a hundred people. Uh, maybe a lot more than that on the streets, just uh, just showing them that they have, like, that the Holy Spirit inside of them, uh, it gives them access to seeing miracles and also just helps them to recognize that Christ lives in them. Uh, but but the uh, the emphasis for me, besides doing outreaches in the ministry, and I also run a small group out of my house, uh, 
uh, just on Sunday nights with uh, young people. Uh, my emphasis actually is about rebuilding the relationships in my my own life. Because uh, with being a, a religious person for 35 years and, and living uh, a life of trying to please God, which is impossible, I, but I didn't realize that at the time, and, and trying to please God and, and living just in a legalistic way, uh, I, ha- I just damaged pretty much every relationship I was involved in. And, uh, and, you know, and that's really, really painful because I've got four kids, plus I adopted one later on in life. And uh, then I've got parents and brothers and sisters and all that. And, you know, I broke all those relationships with my controlling, uh, you know, my, just my viewpoint of being, needing to be in control. Cause I think also legalism also often leads us to be controlling people. Uh, for me, you know, I had some anger issues. Uh, you know, I, I, I would try to get my way by controlling, by using my voice, by, you know, what manipulation really. And, and that's what religion does. It causes us to be manipulators. And, and anyway, so the last year, year and a half, I've just been absolutely going back to these relationships and repenting of uh, that attitude I had. And I'm just slowly building back relationships with my kids, with my uh, extended family and just those that I've been involved with in business and everything else. And it's, it's a wonderful process. It's a, it's a humbling process, but I highly recommend that uh, any of the listeners, if you're, if you're, if you've been involved in religion and you've been, you know, you identify with being controlling, legalistic, angry, manipulator, whatever else, I just encourage you, uh, to, um, find a God, uh, that is not controlling, find the God of agape love, and when you do find him, it's well worth the journey of going back uh, to those relationships that, that you've uh, contributed some harm to and just build those things back because, uh, because relationship is what, what Jesus came to restore. And he didn't just come to restore relationship between uh, him and us. He also came to us to, to uh, restore the relationships with man, man and God, I believe. And so I just want to encourage people that there's hope. If you think that uh, you've broken your relationships uh, in such a way that they're irreparable, the good news is that that is actually not true. That God's love, uh, when you open yourself to God's love and you stop uh, trying to please God, when you stop putting self-effort in, the miraculous power, the same power that uh, I'm experiencing when I lay hands on people and see incredible miracles, and I've seen literally hundreds of miracles in the last year and a half, that same power that heals physical bodies, that same agape love also heals uh, relationships. It heals businesses. It heals, uh, it heals everything. It, it, it's a healer of all things. And so I just encourage you to seek the God, the agape love God, uh, the God of grace, the God of, uh, of forgiveness. And uh, I believe that you will find uh, the impossible being restored again. And you will. Uh, you know, you will have a great relationship with your family over time if you if you just let God love through you. Definitely, man. That's so awesome. Well, we are up against our second break of the show, so we're going to step out momentarily and uh, catch our breath, and we'll be right back after this. We're talking with Kevin Penner today, and when we come back, we're going to hear a little more about this topic because this is a phenomenal thing. And, and before we officially step out, listeners, I just want to point out to you, just remember as I kind of mentioned that when you see some ministers either on YouTube or Facebook or social media in general, 
and you feel like you're distant and you're far away, just remember, we all go through the same things. We all deal with the same stuff. We have the same struggles, same worries, same doubts. You as a listener, you are no different than any of the ministers you hear on the show or myself. We're all in this together. We're all doing the same things. And just be be encouraged that uh, you can do it. You, you've got it and you can overcome. So when we come back, we're going to hear more on this topic right back after this. Don't nobody go nowhere. Hey guys, Million here with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heal the Sick podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Make sure you visit our website at dominionfire.com, our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dominionfire. You can find me on Twitter at Healing Minister. And also make sure to visit, thumbs up, and subscribe to our vlog at youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch, the D-Fire vlog. Thanks for checking out this episode. And now, back to our guest. And we're back. Final segment, Heal the Sick podcast. Yeah, ready. Evan Penner, Winnipeg, Manitoba, joining us on the line today. And he's uh, been talking a lot on this episode about a journey through grace and grace versus a legalism situation. Now, it's very hard because we tend to get caught up in that. It's just our culture. It's our Greco-Roman westernized culture where, you know, it's like that do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad. And it's just cause and effect. It's that linear cause and effect thinking. That has really influenced Christianity for several hundred years, and it's something that we are working to break out of today. It's something that a lot of us have started to move in this grace message, and it you know it it disheartens. I don't want to say disheartens, but it it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I guess is the better word because here at the show, I don't know about you guys, as, as my friend Tyler Johnson once said, I like my grace so greasy you can fry chicken in it, and that's. <laughs> And I sort of like that because they say, oh, greasy grace, and it's meant to be a bad thing, and it's meant to be an aspersion that's cast upon it. But I believe in the power of God's grace to do amazing things, and I think that we don't give it quite enough credit for what it is and what it does. And you know where sin abounds, grace superabounds. It's simple as that. So it's it's really a key to everything. And Kevin, you were talking in your journey about how you started getting a hold of that message of grace versus actually doing to um to make a change in life. So can in this segment what we normally do is our little maybe like 5 minute lesson on something and I'd like for you to maybe teach the audience from your heart a little bit about the grace versus legalism for just a few minutes. So what can you share with us? Yeah, well that's that's you know that's been just a turning point in my life just uh recognizing that um you know, grace a lot of people have grace uh our definition of grace and a lot of people say like grace is um, I don't know, you can fill in the blank. People associate grace with, you know, I'm saved by grace. Uh, that's probably a really common saying. And and, uh, and so what is this grace? And what are we talking about? And often I'll, I'll ask people if, if, uh, if we need grace, why did Jesus need grace? Because it, it, in the Bible, it clearly states that Jesus grew in grace and favor with both God and man. And so it, what is this thing that, it's obviously not just for sinners, grace, <laughs> grace extended to Jesus, just like it's been extended from Jesus to us. And so what is this, what is this grace? And grace to me is God's, God's amazing ability to, to flow through us, to live through us, to partner with us. And, uh, and that's what's happening, you know, when we're on the streets or when we're 
uh, just, you know, meeting people at Walmart or whatever and just offering to pray for them or to minister to them in some way. What's happening is we believe that, that Christ lives in us. This is the good news, that Christ lives in us. And we um, we want God to flow through us. We we definitely want his power. We we recognize that the need to, to have this, uh, the life of God flowing through us. And so one of the, one of the things that really stood out to me uh, as I just uh, started learning about grace is uh, a common verse a lot of uh, people know is Galatians 2.20. It says, no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that a lot of people have that memorized, uh, but they don't necessarily have the following verse memorized, which is uh, Galatians 2.21, for if righteousness, uh, or sorry, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness uh, could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Or uh, in in the King James, it says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then, then Christ is dead in vain. And so what I see is, uh, is how, do you, how, do you, how do you, people are often wondering how they can have this power of God flow through them. How do you have healing flow through you? How do you have miracles flow through you? How do you have like, the love to love uh, an enemy? Like, how does this work? And so I just, I just share uh, Galatians 2.21, it says, uh, basically, and I use that as a great illustration of how to turn the switch on and off in grace. If you want God flowing through you in your life, then you have to stop uh, from self-righteousness. You have to stop from self-effort. You have to stop believing that you have to do something or perform in a certain way in order to gain a uh, you know, miracle or in order to walk this Christian life. It says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. So, that's basically, I do not turn off the power of God. For if righteousness comes by what I do or self-effort, then, then there is no point in Jesus coming. And so I, I'll just share with people, just stop it. Just stop trying to appease God. Just stop trying to uh, live a holy life. I know that sounds contrary to a lot of the people. That, that's going to get your ears up. But I'm saying stop uh, living a life of, of, of uh, trying to be a Christian. You know, I, I was trying to be a Christian for about 35 years, and it, it got me nothing. And so, uh, you know, in Galatians, a little, well, I love Galatians. Galatians is a great book, by the way. Galatians 5, uh, 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is uh, love, joy, peace, uh, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things there is no law. And uh, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And so a fruit is not self-effort. A fruit is when you uh, if you want to operate in the fruit or the, the, the power of God, I just encourage you to lay down uh, your, your efforts, your best efforts. Just lay them down. Just go to God and say, you know, God, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm seriously, uh, this whole thing's not working, and I need you to flow through me. I just, I just lay it down. I stop trying. I can't, I can't do this Christian thing. And, uh, and I believe that when you learn how to lay that down, and the Holy Spirit's definitely with you through that whole process, when you learn to lay it down, what happens is when you stop trying, uh, you experience just an absolute, I mean, you experience the fruit of the Spirit. It's a, it's a spontaneous, natural thing that actually happens without your self-effort. It actually just changes your nature, changes your outlook, changes your desires in your heart, and it is absolutely just the most freeing, amazing uh, process. Definitely. 
You know, the thing that you say about fruits of the spirit is uh, something I remember Curry was always teaching, you know, gifts are given and fruit is grown. And by that mm. same thing is that if I go outside and I plant an apple tree, so long as it's in the correct soil and as long as it's getting fed and nourished properly, those apples are going to grow. It's going to happen. It's just a natural overflow of what comes out of that. And it's the same thing. So as long as you plant yourself in the right soil, as long as you keep feeding yourself the correct nutrients, that fruit will automatically grow. And it's just a natural overflow of God that's in you flowing out of you. So um, that, that whole thing about effort is hard because it's what we want to do. We want to try. We want to strive. And sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes it's got to be just about being as opposed to doing. It's, it's very... Uh, very tricky in our culture, no doubt. And um, Kevin, it is so phenomenal that you've shared this all with us today. I, I love the message. I love the testimonies. And if people, and I have a feeling this show is probably going to be pretty uh, pretty well listened to because people have been waiting for a while. So if people would like to catch up with you, maybe ask you a few questions, maybe someone would like to be prayed for, um, is there some contact info, uh, website, email, Facebook, Twitter, social media? What can you share with us? Sure. You know what? An easy way to just to, to, to access me is jesusheal.ca. Uh, and, and there's a contact form right on the front page. And also you can, uh, from there, if you'd like to, we can become friends on Facebook. But probably the easiest way for initial contact is jesusheal.ca because there's a lot of Kevin Petters on Facebook. So uh, just come and visit the site. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to uh, yeah, just share with you. And there's a lot of uh, videos. I've got a lot of videos from being on the streets uh, that I put up on YouTube just to encourage people. So you'll see um, some really cool videos, I guess, on the site as well, just uh, actual miracles that, that that can be photographed, videoed. Awesome. And as we're getting ready to wrap up on the uh, re-debut show here of the Heal the Sick podcast, as we always close our programs with a little bit of prayer time. And what I'd like to ask you to do at this time is if you kind of uh, dig into your spirit a little bit there and uh, see if you get any word of knowledges or any sort of discernment on who's listening today, what they would need prayer for, and would you please just do a general prayer for our audience? Take us all the way to the amen. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Father, I just thank you that, uh, you know, that there's, there's no one that's fallen far enough that has escaped your eyes. And I uh, just thank you that, that you are with each one of the listeners right now. There's nothing they've done that has disqualified them from experiencing your amazing uh, miracle-working power, both in their bodies and in their relationships, their finances, uh, in just every area. Thank you, Lord, that nobody has escaped uh, the power that Jesus uh, released on the cross that uh, was released at the cross and uh, so my prayer father is just uh, that each each listener know just absolutely be secure in knowing that they have a relationship with you and uh, whether they can feel it or not that you are there and as they learn how to access uh, their heart when they as they learn how to access the spirit realm uh, using their imagination using their meditation uh, that they will experience things that they've never experienced before. And uh, I just call it right now. I just, uh, just feel in my spirit just to pray for uh, somebody that has uh, a deaf uh, ear on their left side. And I just, I just want to extend to you. I just believe God's healing you right now. And uh, we just thank you, Father, for opening that ear right now. Uh, every symptom go, every deafness go. And absolutely a popping 
popping, popping of just absolutely brand new, uh, brand new hearing in that year. And uh, so, and I just encourage you if that's the per- if you're the person that just uh, just got their ear open, we'd love to have you uh, contact us, and we'd love to hear your testimony as well how that worked. Um, just end that in Jesus' name, Amen. And I will amen that. And uh, listeners, anytime, if that is indeed you, please send us an email. You can email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at dominionfire.com. Follow me on Twitter at Healing Minister, where I tend to be a little snarkier than I do on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dominionfire. You're welcome to follow us any and all places. We uh, kind of do a little bit of different things on each, so make sure you check it out. And the blog, the DFire vlog at youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch. Make sure you subscribe, thumbs up, do the whole dealie. We're vlogging now, and it's uh, just showing you a slice of ministry life from uh, from the everyday to when miracles happen. So a little of everything on that. Always want to thank you for hanging with us and persevering through this time where we uh, took the 2015 off and for 2016, getting back on my hustle here, getting back on the horse, and we are going to keep cranking out more stuff. And Kevin, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to speak to you, and we wish you well in uh, all of your ministry as well as your missionary trips you have coming up. We wish you the best on that. And listeners, as always, I thank you for hanging with us here at the ministry and just for just spending this time with us. We'll see you next time here on the Heal the Sick podcast. And as we say, for years now, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time. Music.